you're having a dinner party. It's last mm-hmm. minute. You've realized the cocktail I'm making. This this happens to Bobby all the time. The specialty cocktail that Josh is making. We're missing an item. We're missing a piece. And it can't be. Su- There's no substitutes. We have to go yeah. to the liquor store. But we don't we have, have time. We have to get this particular vermouth or amaro. But we can't leave because the oven's on. What are you going to do? What's the solution? What would you do? DoorDash. Because I know that I can get local restaurants, local stores, local establishments and get it to my apartment in no time. If you're looking to celebrate with some special drinks, here's to alcohol delivers with DoorDash. Getting ready to host, looking to celebrate a special night in, what about a bottle of wine to pair with dinner or some beer to go with your chips and dip? No matter the occasion, if drinks are called for, DoorDash has you covered. And then you know what? You tip right within the app. They get 100% of the tip. You got to tip your DoorDash drivers always. So save up to 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code WHO24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Term supply must be 21 plus to order alcohol. Drink responsibly. Delivery and promotions available only in select markets. You will drain it. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is a tweet from Us Weekly. No reunion here. Chris Colfer said he has zero plans to see former Glee co-star Leah Michelle in hashtag funny girl. There's something incredibly iconic about no reunion here not being like a pun or a double entendre or like anything resembling wordplay. It's just like, these two don't seem to be wanting to get together for dinner. (laughs) When somebody's on Broadway, it's hilarious how the kind of parade of well-wishers who come see the show and like have worked with them in the past become postable items. And Olivia Rodrigo just went. Right. So it's, but it's just, it, it's almost like a press opportunity every single night because every single night, maybe somebody famous will go see Leah Michelle and post a picture with that with her. And then that becomes like news. It is funny to have the opposite of that, which is Chris Colfer going on a podcast and saying, I will not be going to see Funny Girl <laughs> on Broadway. So he went on Michelle Collins's Sirius XM show and he said this. By the way, Chrissy, guess what I'm doing tonight? Oh my God, you should come if you're here. I oh, know. Are you seeing Funny Girl? I am. Oh. <laughs> my my day suddenly just got so full. Wait, no. Wow. Chris, no. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh my god, you know I love you so much. Stop. Well, you know what I do with funny girl cuz I saw it with Beanie. So I feel like don't I it's only right that I see it with Leah. Right. Well, I saw I saw 6 last night. Um and that was amazing. That is funny, but you so okay. That's really hilarious, actually. Well, if it makes you feel better, you're ki- you're killing me right now, by the way. So you're not seeing it, is my guess, while you're in town. No, I could be triggered at home. Oh my god, <laughs> so funny, so absolutely hilarious. I could be triggered at home. <laughs> no, I could be triggered at home. This new era of celebrating Leah Michelle for being so good in Funny Girl and kind of giving that musical really kind of the oomph that it originally needed is like nice. But like we can't forget like what once was. And it's nice to kind of see little bits of still active 
anti-Leah Michelle sentiment because it would just mm-hmm. be so crazy if all of a sudden everybody was like, well, she's iconic and funny girl, so like we forgive and forget and move on. And Chris Colfer's like, no, like I'm, <laughs> I'm like still not really interested in like celebrating this woman. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's funny. Like it's not fun if everyone's against her, but it's it's still it would be ridiculous if everybody was all of a sudden for her. <laughs> and it's sort of half and half at this point. Everyone was against her like six months ago, a year ago, and now it's sort of like. I'm against her, but she slays. So I, I exactly, don't. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And we have literally like you know Jonathan Groff, who has never, who's always been BFF in her corner. Like he's a real true blue BFF, but he's writing like Variety is letting him write this whole thing about like how great she is. So it's not even just like he's changed his mind. It's that now he has like places to like write extensively about how wonderful she is. The friendship between Jonathan Groff and Leah Michelle is never just like, I like her, she's great. I like him, he's great. It's like, I showed him my vagina. She visited her uncle in prison every weekend as a child. No, it's like, like there's never I... anything normal about the way they compliment each other. So he wrote this in first person. He wrote... It's like six paragraphs long. It's not even an essay. No, listen. Leah told me that before she found success on the stage, she and her family were scraping by. Her mom was a nurse and her dad worked at the family deli in the in the Bronx. The morning they got the call that Leah, then eight, would be making her Broadway debut in Les Mis, she spent the day bagging food at the register. This was 1995 and her grandfather, Porky, was still in prison for his ties to the Gambino crime family. I'm familiar. <laughs> Leah would visit him once a month on her days off from the theater, learning how to deal with that complexity combined with her success as a child actor, turned Leah into the four... Okay, wait, I'm sorry. He's making the argument that learning to deal with the fact that she had to go visit her grandfather, Porky, who was in jail for his ties to the mob, combined with her success as a child actor, turned her into the Leah Michelle we know today. Actually, that is the first accurate <laughs> description of what, of what Leah Michelle seems to be today that I've ever seen. She's ruthless because her grandfather was in the fucking Gambino crime family. He had ties to the Gambino crime okay. family. Okay, being on Broadway at eight years old and having a grandfather who's a who's in the Gambino crime family ties that's... to the Gambino crime family. Ties okay. to the Gambino Babe, crime family. Babe, he was he was in je- he w- the court system. <laughs> he was like the consigliere or whatever. You know, the, I don't care. I I don't really necessarily care how, but I would say that those two with those powers combined that creates the like evil that we see today on stage, being quote unquote funny. Oh, she's funny, all right. It's a tribute to Leah Michelle, one of 53 people to make our new Power of New York list. Okay. Power of New York. You forgot that we're on that list? Actually, we were going to be on that list, but we're actually, we're right below the, how many were on the list? How many? 50? We're 51 and two. Number one is Eric Adams, and Ana de Armas is number six. No. Wait, <laughs> really? No. She's number six. All right. Power of New York. That's fine. I'll take it. Regal Essex is number f- uh, num- in the top 10, I assume. Regal Battery Regal. Park is definitely one step above them, though. <laughs> okay. We have to stop. A little harder to get to, but worth the maze. Leah Michelle is giving them, I think, in the in these days. These days. This is so weird. Meanwhile, the Glee controversies will be the subject of a Discovery Plus docu-series that's airing like next year or something. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. You will be hearing from Jonathan Groff if you continue production on that documentary series. I mean, I doubt any of the main people will speak, but I do think that a Glee docu-series is going to be very interesting. Leah Michelle aside, there's a lot to kind of discuss, you know, and... There's a lot that went on on that set and the futures of the kind of the what happened to a lot of the cast members after the show is like very 
a lot twisted, you know? I never watched Glee, but this story yeah. is such a major part of culture that it's kind of inescapable, even if you didn't watch the show. Like Also, like, you know that Glee was really deranged, right? Like, you didn't watch Glee, but you know, yeah. like kind of the 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 legacy of glee is how kind of deranged the show was it's a ryan murphy production it was always quite weird it was always quite meta it was not just like kid entertainment it had like an edge to it that really was quite strange and like a lot of not great stuff happened to the cast so like this makes complete sense leah michelle aside but i'm sure she'll be a big piece of it as well not in it but like talking about her you know yeah It's just funny that, like, I have been following Glee drama for so many years, and yet I have kind of no sense of what the show really was (laughs) beyond kind of a shit show. Maybe you should watch it. No. Okay. Okay. I don't think you should. I don't think, actually think you should watch it. You were listening to Who's There, a weekly call-in show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619. Who them? Let's start with comments. Oh, no, not this one. (laughs) Hi, Lindsay Bobby. I had to pause the pod because it wasn't Mackenzie Scott's chemistry teacher it was her kids chemistry teacher i know this because it was also my brother's chemistry teacher and he's 23 crunch crunch hi lindsey bobby timmy um just calling in about mackenzie scott um now seem to be ex-husband is not her former science teacher but her kids or at least taught at her kids school and i thought she met him so there's not the creep factor there crunch crunch where did you get this information? I got it from the caller. What I said was, oh, I didn't know that part about any of this. And then we moved on. But it turns but out the, the reason I didn't know about that was part like, was it was wrong. I made that yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I made that up. I confused it. So Mackenzie Scott did not marry and then divorce a former teacher of hers. It was just a former teacher, not yeah, of we should hers. Cl- we should clear. Though I don't want to talk about this anymore. We should clear that up. Yeah, we should clear that up. I don't want to get sued by Mackenzie Scott. She has unlimited resources to take us down. Oh, my God. Bobby, if you got sued by Mackenzie Scott, you would, like, not exist anymore after that lawsuit. <laughs> no. no, not at all. Not at all. Although that did happen to someone in my high school. They married our chemistry teacher. Mm, I think that happens to a lot of people in the high school. Mm-hmm. He yeah. was, like, no, he was like the air quotes, like, I'm the biggest air quotes possible, cool chemistry teacher. Yeah, and then he married my the- classmate. That's the that's the first sign where you have a teacher who's quote unquote cool. We'll look out for them. Hi, Who Weekly. Carbone lost their Michelin star. Um, now they have no stars. They don't even have a bib. What's a girly to do? Crunch, crunch. Can you believe that Carbone went from being <laughs> like the hottest celebrity spot in New York to literally like losing their Michelin star? I think they lost their Michelin Shamefully star. Shamefully losing their Michelin star. I think they lost their Michelin star because of the celebrity hubbub. I think Michelin was like, you're not even a like, you're just like a celebrity hangout. You know what I mean? I think so too. I don't really know how it works, but that's what I thought. <laughs> the food is not the focus. I don't even know how you get a Michelin star, Michelin star, or how you lose one. But I'm just saying, it feels like that might be the case. Mm-hmm. Do celebrities still go to Carbone? Yeah, I think so. Mm, not as much. But it makes sense to me that like when it's getting inundated by celebrities and TikTokers and the girlies, who are they? The NYC girlies? I already forgot who they are. The city the, girlies? The city, no, the TikTok like NYC list. Like, if you don't need a car bomb. The VIP, the VIP, <laughs> VIP list, list. Oh my God. What's what? ringing? I'm on the phone with you. We're on the phone. <laughs> um. Anyway, Carbone lost it. The VIP list girlies have no reason to go back. 
I sound like a VIP list girly today. I think they're the reason why they lost the star, because the person who gives stars was like, why are there two women screaming here all the time? You walk into Garbone and it's like, if you don't get the mozzarella sticks. I haven't seen their content in a while. I wonder if they're still kind of doing that bit. Let's see. It took us two years to get into Don Angie, and you think you can get a reservation? That's funny. Here's everything you're missing. Go cry about it. I couldn't tell you what a chrysanthemum is, but I do know that this salad fucks and their stuffed garlic bread is actually godsend. Obviously, you need to get multiple pastas, but if you don't get the lasagna, why did you even show up? Literally our favorite pasta dish in New York. Oh, also, this is the goat of tiramisu's. I still think about it all the time. Rezzy, please hook it up. It took a <laughs> Literally Oscar. Oscar winning performances on that TikTok. Those, those girls are getting Oscars. That is Pulitzer. Oh Wait, they follow us. Follow back. <laughs> <laughs> One more really quickly. That was a week ago, Lindsay. They're still going strong. Here we go. Listen. I'm obsessed with the performances here. Balthazar is mid at best. Oh. I actually don't understand the hype. Mid? Like, yes, it's a Soho staple and you might see Jared Leto, but this is some of the most average French food I have ever had. How are you going to flex that you bake fresh bread and then serve it cold? The steak tartare and crudo were good, but someone, please get this depressed tart a therapist. If I'm paying $60 for steak au poivre, it better be cooked to perfection. I can be. confidently say this was not. I was wondering if they were still making content. Meanwhile, they're out here making better movies and content than like what's in theaters. You know what I mean? Those two TikToks were better than all of bros, unfortunately. I'm sorry. Our nation's foremost cultural critics are the VIP list girlies. <laughs> I love, they've, she's really aced the tone, you know? They found a sense of humor in it and are did leaning she, into the sense of humor, which I appreciate. Did she say that, what's the point? If you make the fr- the bread fresh, why would you serve Don't it cold? serve it cold. That's she's not wrong. <laughs> she's not wrong. Okay. Incredible. That's so funny. I'm glad that, like, the Carbone era has, like, passed us, but it brought us the VIP list, girls, you know? Celebrities need a new spot because Carbone lost its star. Well, it's not going to be Balthazar. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it'll be Don The VIP list girlies are a cultural barometer, and Balthazar is over. Mm -hmm. Over. Okay, next call. Balthazar is mid at best. Okay, major, major who that I'm calling about here. Alex Wong. To me, an absolute icon, known from So You Think You Can Dance. Um, The Greatest Showman was in Newsies on Broadway. Obviously, the biggest who in the world to, like, anybody else. But I'm calling because I just saw some really top-notch spawn, but I feel like it needs to be discussed. This Bonobos spawn? Come on, now. My man did, like, an aerial flip from one side of the tree, and then, like, when he flips to the other side of the tree, it's, like, a changing outfit. I don't know. Some of the best Bond I've ever seen, and also just, like, a huge who where it's, like, I don't know, but 2.5 million on TikTok and 1.2 million on Instagram isn't nothing, and yet, obviously, nobody knows who this is. Scratch, scratch. Okay, so we're delving into a niche who zone, which is dancers. I feel like this is kind of... (sighs) 
No, I'm serious. Like this is like if JoJo like is the cream of the crop here in terms of like people who are professional dancers and then have cycled through programs like So You Think You Can Dance and Dance Moms and maybe Dancing with the Stars. They were a pro and maybe they're big on YouTube as a choreographer. I watch a lot of those YouTube videos like this is kind of a zone where if you know, you know, and there are celebrities within these pockets, right? Right. Because the the Dancing with the Stars dancers are, I think, our nation's most prominent dancers just because they get so much celebrity news coverage. As, They're treated like, like celebrities. As dancers, yeah. yeah. Especially it's like, like, oh, yeah. what's Val up to? You know? Right. And like, I think the big, them and big choreographers, the ones that chore- to do dance for like Beyonce and like, remember when Justin Bieber's choreographer for um, Sorry was a big deal? Paris, who does, went on to do a lot of stuff. like Paris Goebel. I do think those, I wouldn't call them even... I think they they hit the who mark when they start getting their own attention for like specific choreography, which is does happen, you know. All of these people are who's, but Alex Wong is an even like lower level who because he exists in a very specific space, like Lindsay was saying. But he's extremely popular in that space, which is largely at this point TikTok, a great place for dancers. A gr- TikTok is a wonderful place for dancers. It's a wonderful place for Spawn. It's a wonderful place for dancers to do Spawn, like seriously. And I think also the idea that. Even though you might not know who he is, you still would be amazed with his dance. Therefore, him like doing Spawn is kind of works on both levels because you don't really need to know or stand him. You just like need to see like a cool guy dancing incredibly in these like pants, you know? Right. Because what's the problem with TikTok? Like everyone constantly makes fun of people participating in TikTok dance trends because they're not good enough. (laughs) If you are a professional dancer, you're always going to be good enough. And you are also creating some trends or trying to create some trends. Like I scroll through his TikTok feed and it's like pretty funny. And also he's just good. It's easy to dance on TikTok. It is like the place to do that thing if you're going to do that thing it looks natural yeah. to do that on tiktok and uh mm-hmm. but iconically timmy is an alex wong stan watch so you think you could dance when he's like snapped his tendon on that show famously but he was also amazing on so you think you could dance but so before he got kicked not kicked off the show but before he had to leave the show because he snapped his achilles tendon because that requires months to heal he was performing in some iconic segments and Timmy was like, I sp- I remember watching this and absolutely loving it and I was obsessed with it. I was laughing because he's done a lot of like Bonobo's pants spawn, but when he's not doing da- pants spawn, he doesn't wear Bonobo's. He wears like normal like stretchy pants, like pants stretchy that are like pants. made to dance in. But I was mm-hmm. like, okay, well, it is pretty funny that he has to like dance in these khakis sometimes, you know? It doesn't seem like pants he would normally dance in. No. And I also think that like dancer tiktok especially is like perfect it's a perfect storm because it's like right time right place because all of these dancers their livelihoods they weren't just like oh we're office workers so we can work remotely during the pandemic like there were they were entertainers whose livelihoods were truly shut down during the pandemic and they would have to get like completely new jobs to do this so they were trying to find ways to make a living at home doing what they do which is dance and a lot of ways to do that were doing spawn on tiktok and he did plenty of it during the pandemic and he's good Mm -hmm. at it Mm -hmm. did you see though he has a he released a single like he also sings he was also trying to do the whole he was trying to do the whole thing sing and dance let's play part of it it's called crave
It's a really intense song. And you know what he was in, which we didn't even realize, which why would we realize? He danced in Annie Live. That was like a big thing on his TikTok was talking about how he was on Annie Live. He also danced in Newsies, the Broadway revival of Newsies. He dances mm-hmm. in the background of The Greatest Showman. He dances in the background of Smash, an episode of Smash. He's just a big on-screen, on-stage dancer, but he mostly exists on TikTok. Also, he's like, he was a professional ballet dancer. And then when he went on So You Think He Could Dance, he had to like unlearn some of his more specific types of movements because he had to do hip-hop dance. But now he kind of does a mixture of both. He's done Spawn for... Stitch Fix, which is another clothing brand. He's done Spawn for collagen peptides that you can buy at Costco. He's done Spawn for Bonobos several times. And most recently, he did Spawn for Lyle Dell Crocodile, in which he does a duet with a CGI... Well, I guess Lyle Dell Crocodile is always CGI. He does a duet with Lyle Lyle Crocodile in the hallway. Dancers love finding empty hallways (laughs) every dancer's dream on tiktok is to find an empty hallway and a dance in it so he's doing a dance next to lyle lyle crocodile (laughs) and he also did this listen to this he did this spawn and it doesn't even sound like he watched the movie i just watched this film called they slash them um it's on peacock and it's so interesting because it's a lgbtq horror film like it's about like these kids going to camp and it's it's a conversion camp, but they do like really creepy things. Um, and what's so interesting about it is that like being LGBTQ is already such an uphill battle in itself, but the fact that it's turned into a horror film, ah, go check it out. He did not watch this. He did not watch this movie. This is like me trying to explain Tar, but I haven't right. seen Tar. Like, you know, <laughs> I want this guy to get paid and stay paid, but I will say like stick to the pants dancing because this is not your lane. You know, I'm not sure that they they slash them wanted him to describe the movie. <laughs> I'm not sure this sells the movie. I want to add a background noise to me being like, so I just like went to the theater and I saw this new crazy movie called Tar and it's starring Kate Blanchett. She's like stunning in it. It's like absolutely like crazy. And she's like a composer. And like, you wouldn't believe what ha- happens in this movie. And she's like LGBTQ also, but it's like, you won't believe what she does in the movie, which is called Tar. You know, I don't know. It's, it's, it, when it works, it works. When the spawn works, it works. And when it doesn't work, there's something slightly off and it really doesn't work. But that's why you got to find your sweet space. I think, you know, he did a, he has a spawn where he does a little jump in the air and it's like for collagen. That works for me. I'm like, <laughs> this guy's collagen looks iconic. He can jump that high. I can barely jump at all. You know? The one of him dancing into fall, the most recent Bonobo spawn is like iconic. He like walks past a tree and then suddenly he's in fall colors and fall clothes. I'm like, okay, this is good. And you're dancing and you're talented. <laughs> you're dancing and you're dancing and you're talented. We talk about this when it comes to reality shows. Like the best reality competition shows are the ones about like supremely immensely talented people like chefs and designers and like whatever they're doing. And so it's just like anytime someone shows off their like incredible talents and gifts, it's satisfying. Yes, I agree. You know, I've tried lots of things to get me to go to sleep in the past, you know, few years. Just a little bit of just a little bit of a push. You've got your melatonin, you got your various things, but I've found that of all the things, a little bit of CBD, a little bit of CB distillery, that's getting me goes a long way. getting me conked right out <laughs> and and sleeping through the night. It really is. I love CB distillery. They have 
not all their products are for sleep. Some That's are for true. relaxation. But like, I love the sleep ones. They say, shh. Those gummies they sent us. I was in a chill vibe all day when I took two of those. They're good ass gummies. <laughs> They're good ass gummies. No, you were. You were like, you were like, I took CBD earlier today and I feel chill. I'm like not operating heavy machinery on those things. You know what I mean? I'm in a good place. Heavy machinery? <laughs> what did I say? You said heavy machinery, which is good. I like that. I know what you meant. <laughs> CB distilleries targeted formulations are made from the highest quality, clean ingredients. They all caps the clean, which means you know it's clean. No fluff, no fillers, just effective CBD solutions designed to help support your health. In two non-clinical surveys, 81% of customers experienced more calm, 80% said CBD helped with pain after physical activity, and an impressive 90% said they slept better with CBD. And I'm among those 90%. So if you struggle with a health concern and haven't found relief, make the change like we did to CB Distillery. And with over 2 million customers and a solid 100% money back guarantee cb distillery is the source to trust hooligans have a 20 percent discount to get you started visit cbdistillery.com and use code who who for 20 percent off that's cbdistillery.com code who cbdistillery.com we're going to tell you about a new show called jocular hosted by er fight master whom we've talked about on the podcast before tn tran and katie kershaw they're comedians, they're writers, and they're also best friends who are obsessed with women's sports. Kind of like I'm becoming obsessed with women's sports. <laughs> you sort are. of. Kind you of. Are. A little you bit. Are. You are. They're exploring all things queer, trans, and women-focused in the world of sports. And in each episode, they'll cover the latest games, debate pressing issues, and review how they're all really horny for basically everyone in the game. This is every time I talk to someone who's a fan of women's sports, like a genuine fan of women's sports, not like a newbie like me. They're like, horny, 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 horny. I'm horny for all of them. I know. They're always crushing on people in the game. But that's why it's like we need a podcast that's not us to kind of tell us what we're supposed to care about, who we're supposed to care about, who's hot and who's sexy and who we're paying attention to. Yes. And that's what Jocular is for. Friends and experts will join to share their takes on sports ranging from women's basketball to soccer to power slapping. I don't even know what power slapping is, but I'm in. So tune in every Friday for new episodes of Jocular on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts now. Okay, I called about this a few hours ago, but I um, did not have great service, so I think it might not have cut out, or it might have cut out, but um, I just found the most fantastic Huey SpawnCon in the whole world. Um, it's for Corn Nuts, and it's this country music, like, up-and-comer. His name is Sammy... I want to say Aragara. I don't have the name in front of me, but the song is about corn nuts, and it says crunch, crunch in it, and the ad on TikTok that I saw with the song from corn nuts uses the word crunchy music, like crunch and country, but country, and I just thought that you all need to know about it. I mean, I don't, I've never even heard of this guy before. I don't even know if he's a real musician or just, like, somebody that Corn Nuts made up or whatnot. But he does have ads, um, and it is definitely Huey. So, crunch, crunch. This actually weirdly took me, maybe not weirdly, because this is almost inscrutable. It took me a very long time to figure out what was going on here. Because Semi Ariaga is a country star I'd never heard of until this call. But he is an actual, to answer the caller's question, he is an actual country musician who existed before Corn Nuts came to him and said, here's some Spawn money. So, like, Sammy Arriaga was a true aspiring country superstar, right? 
He has songs that are vaguely popular. He has a few hundred thousand listeners per month on Spotify, which is nothing to like turn your nose at. But this spawn is so, so, so weird. So what Corn Nuts is asking people to do, or what they asked people to do earlier in the summer, is to make a video eating corn nuts. Like literally eating corn nuts and crunching them. If you don't know what corn nuts are, they're like baked corn kernels that are covered in like delicious, you know, MSG. It's really an acquired taste. I love corn nuts. I love corn nuts. I mostly know about corn nuts from movies because I feel like there's a like corn Heather's. nut. Yeah, there's, yes, yes, yes. There's like a stereotype of corn nuts. Like it, yeah. there's kind of a, right? Am I wrong? Like it's kind of a weird thing to say, but there's like, it's a snack with a stereotype. Maybe it's a small town. Maybe maybe that's why it's aligned with the country star who's like eating corn nuts in a field. Like it's very much like I'm eating corn nuts at like a high school football game. You know, like it's a concession stand food to me. Yeah. But or truck stop food if I'm on a road trip, you know? I get a big bag of corn nuts. Oh, it's it is really truck stop food. I love like ranch flavored corn nuts. Iconic. I had a jalapeno cheddar flavored corn yeah. nuts when I was in Montana a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago. I think ago. the it was same amazing. thing about um like sunflower seeds, you know, also yes. kind of uh, gives a yes. gives like a, a stereotype or like a kind of a when you're eating sunflower seeds, you feel a certain way. But are corn nuts a who are them? Uh, God, I think there are them. I think there are them too. Okay, I think there are them too. If you had said who, I would have understood. But because you said them, I feel confident in calling them a them. So corn nuts asked people via Sammy Ariaga on TikTok. He loves TikTok, by the way, to ask people to send them crunch noises of them eating corn nuts. And the winner of the crunch noise contest, which took months to figure out, gets their crunch added to Sammy Ariaga's Corn Nut Spawn song. <laughs> okay, it's actually quite confusing. We are really in like the era of Spawn song. I mean, we talked about this before, but like I thought it would end. It's like just never going to end. The, the song is called Gonna Sound Country, okay? Gonna Sound Country has verses that sound like this. Corn Nuts are mentioned explicitly in the song. Here it is. We got a fancy reservation somewhere out in a hayfield. Little pit stop for we fire up the Grab a couple cans and some corn nuts. Laughing because you always make the best crunch. Man, it sounds real. I think the thing about Spawn songs that really get me is they sound real. I know that Spawn, I know that songs sound real, but sometimes with these Spawn songs, you're like, you're, you're like fooled, you know? And that's kind of yes. what I love about them. Like the point is you're supposed to be like, is this Spawn? Because remember that song that was like Applebee's? Remember that song that was like huge, like <laughs> yeah. number one song of the year? Yes. That wasn't Spawn. Applebee's on a Tuesday, <laughs> Tuesday. on a date night. Right. Bing, 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 bing. Oh, yeah. Fancy Like. That's what it was called. Fancy right, but Like. That, so that song was not Spawn. It went like number one, da-da-da. That's an Applebee's ad, you know? Like, But it wasn't <laughs> yeah. an Applebee's ad. Okay, sorry. Continue. We better get some corn nuts in the in the mail. <laughs> Truly, because I'm almost out of candy corn that we got for free. <laughs> and no one wants to eat the Trident gum that I, that I got sent. <laughs> Everyone's disgusted Oh, it's like still at my it. house. You left it I think here Estelle, and... <laughs> wasn't Estelle sort of into it or did she eventually get grossed Spencer out? Spencer went, this is bedside gum. And I was like, take no, it. she tried it. <laughs> No, okay. Okay. Um, bedside gum is so funny. Bedside gum. I was like, what does that mean? She was like, I don't even know. God, okay. That's so funny. Okay. So did you hear this though? Listen. Grab a couple cans and some corn nuts. Laughing because you always make the best crunch. Grab a couple cans and some corn nuts. Laughing because you always make the best crunch. And then there was a crunch. Oh, I heard cunt, but that's okay. I heard laughing because you always give the best cunt. It's <laughs> serving cunt. Laughing because you always serve the best cunt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. He said laughing because you always have the best crunch. That crunch was a winning crunch 
of the Corn Nuts contest. And this is Sammy announcing the winner on the Corn Nuts Instagram. All right, y'all. You crunched and we listened. And after hundreds of submissions, I think we might have found the crunchiest crunch out. Shout out to Atmosphere for taking it home and winning the Corn Nuts contest. That crunch was next level. I mean, it still echoed even after the video was done. And then that corn on the cob mic, magnifique. Wait, so literally it's, the song has crunch crunch in it. This is more, this is closer connected to our crunch crunch than we ever could have imagined. Yes. And look at the, the video that the winning person sent was like them sitting on an Adirondack chair in their backyard eating corn nuts into a corn cob shaped mic. <laughs> Look at this person. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hashtag. No, she's amazing. She's crunching corn on the mic. <laughs> she's literally crunching corn on the mic. She put the corn on the mic. She's crunching. It's been a long time since I've seen a spawn contest this like complex and strange and so like multifaceted. It, this requires so much work to figure out what's going on here. Number one, because you have no idea who Sammy Ariaga is because he's not very famous. Number two, he's asking you not to sing. He's not asking you to like do anything but eat corn nuts into a mic. <laughs> That's all he's asking for. And then they're going to pick the best corn crunch and put it in a song. This is better than BB Rexa could have ever dreamed with her crunch crunch spawn. You know what I mean? Yes, it's so good. Anyway, but we we should talk about who Sammy Ariaga is. Sammy Ariaga, this is like kind of this, his biggest moment. He is from Miami. And so ever since 2015, which is the first profile I found of him, the headline was Cuban country singer Sammy Ariaga won't be defined by either stereotype. His whole thing has been like, I want to break into the country music industry, but like I'm finding it hard because people tell me that like my songs are too Spanish. That's the language he uses. My songs are too Spanish for country music. But he's like, I'm going to sort of defy you and then add these sort of Cuban and Spanish language influences into my country music. I think that's great. He's not the first to do this but I do no, but no, I do no. think that it is like st I'm not like doubting that it's hard and he's like having re feeling resistance but like definitely not the first to to try yeah he's very open to new things in a way that I find extremely charming like not just this corn nut spawn but he's into nfts in a way that doesn't feel predatory or strange he's just like all in on releasing music and music related nfts I mean he also released a song called meta girl about meeting a woman in the metaverse so like he really is down to clown I love a metal girl inside the metaverse. She pulled me out of earth like this. She got me spinning on the Ethereum. Made her my one one real quick. My digital high, yeah, she got it in a wallet. Full going up while I'm over here falling. I love a metal girl. I love a metal girl. It's, it's giving gimmick. Yeah, no. It's giving gimmick. But the music is, you mentioned the fancy like song with Applebee's. His music is at that exact level. And if that guy can become a superstar with that, this guy can become a superstar on this, like, pretty decent country music. I have to play the chorus, though, really quickly. Here's the chorus. It's called Gonna Sound Country. This song, Gonna Sound Country, has 276 views on YouTube, and the caption is, official video for Gonna Sound Country, created in partnership with Corn Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's great. I think it's great. It's great. Take the money and run, and Corn Nuts are a perfect, like, country spawn, I think. Right? Yeah.
Yeah. Better than beer, you know? They all do beer. And they're fun. You better put a clip from Heather's in here. <coughs> Corn nuts. Uh, oh. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. Long time, long time. I thought I would just call because I know the show does not really discuss minor slash old new metal celebrities, but I thought it was just really important to let you know that Jonathan Davis of Corn has just announced a pet supply metal extreme metal accessories for your dogs your, your badass bestial besties how they as how they're describing it called freak on a leash which is the name of arguably corn's biggest single yeah jonathan davis the singer from corn i thought that was just so badass it's almost like he knew calling him freak on a leash he's like when he wrote this song in 1998 he was like this is gonna go great in more than 20 years, I'll have a fantastic pet line. I could use this this name on. It has a lot of features, a lot of possibilities. Thought I'd just let you know. I think it's important to discuss when minor celebrities launch pet supply chain. Uh, crunch, crunch. Bye bye. Okay, I I do love that you th- you think that he wrote "Freak on a Leash," thinking like the fr- that eventually he would like have a pet line called freak on a leash i don't think that's the case but it really does kind of um exemplify the uh better to burn out than fade away like kurt cobain vibe of it all where it's like (laughs) if you don't die you know young which i think is you know i think it's great that he didn't you might have to do this you know what i mean like it's fine but you might have to turn your best-selling song into a pet line where you sell leashes you know it's one thing to like be aware of jonathan davis and corn's existence and new metal in general and how embarrassing that was like a stain on our world but I rewatched the Freak on a Leash video just to remind myself of the song and the aesthetic. And even more so than if you just remembered him, like to watch that video, close the tab, and then look at these Freak on a Leash pet products is like really crazy making. It's like such a 180. It's so weird. It's like a completely different vibe. It's like, it's like time, man. Time ravages all. It, he goes from a guy who's screaming about like God knows what in that song to yeah. covering his pets in like cheap mass-produced faux leather collars with spikes on them. I know. I have to say, I don't think your pets are gonna be like comfortable and like the, like. There's a lot of there's like there's a lot going on here. But I mean, it is it's a nice way to support your favorite artist if it is corn. You know. Also, it's something like there's something sweet about these being for dogs versus being like for people. You know what I mean? He's not putting out like freak on a leech BDSM gear. He's putting out like for your for your chihuahua, you know. And it's like a pet scorpion, a pet bloodshot eyeball, a pet like zombie hand that has a bone on the end. You know, like it's childish, even though it is like dark, it's childlike darkness. And the logo looks like the flavor of love font, you know, like it's it's like cute. (laughs) It's not, it's not scary. I will say there is something that's like kind of just canonically depressing about being an aging new metal guy, but I will say like Jonathan Davis is kind of doing it as gracefully as possible, right? It seems like he does kind of the normal stuff, which is like be obsessed with serial killers and like have a dog line. He bought Ted Bundy's Volkswagen, which is like honestly the most fucked up thing I've ever heard. <laughs> so it's really fu- that is fucked up. Okay, but it's fucked up, but it's also like gotta maintain my rep, you know. Like if he's gonna sell dog pets, he's gotta balance it out with like something a little dark. I don't approve, but I'm just saying it's balance. No, you're right. When you think about it, it's very like his manager was like, it'd be good for business if you bought Ted Bundy's Volkswagen. 
Right? That's what I'm saying. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I mean, it's it's repulsive, but he definitely did it as a brand play. You're right. I don't approve, but I'm saying like, you know, our 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 aging new metal guys have to do something. I prefer this than like whatever Fred Durst is doing, you know? I actually don't even know what Fred Durst is doing. Well, remember he married that younger woman and then that's right. the only time that he's ever gotten like attention in the past few years? Yeah. I saw him do something like on Instagram or something and I was like, you know, I just like scrolled by. And Corn are still touring. I just think it would be more beneficial to their brand if they focused exclusively on that and didn't dilute it with shit like this. Because I'm comparing them to Blink-182, who just announced their World Stadium tour, which is like, it's embarrassing that these guys are getting older and decrepit and whatever, but at least they're still making the exact same type of music, you know? Well, that's, but that's new though. Like that's, that's like after years of kind of like, you're right. What the fuck? One of them believes in aliens. The other one married a Kardashian and the other one had cancer. It's like, okay, now we have to like get back to business. That, but you know what I mean? Like it was, there was a lot of distractions and now they're like, okay, let's like actually go on tour and remind people that we are a band that once was loved and we were like, cool. Yeah, but I'm like, right? I, I guess I'm just saying like, it's easy to maintain that vibe if you just like keep doing what you were already doing. It's sort of like Metallica never stopped playing. So yes, like Metallica is still cool. out of the press in any in unsavory ways. You just like move forward. You get old, but no one's really like thinking about it because you're still kind of just like playing shows. Yeah, no, you're totally. still banging. It's like we talked yeah. about weeks ago during the VMAs. We talked about Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's like they're aging like vaguely gracefully, but they're still like old dudes surrounded by Gen Zers at the MTV movie. VMAs, but there's something respectable and cool sure, because they're sure. still doing the same sure. shit. Sure. And it's when you have to find new shit to do that it's weird. And the music in a way is the only thing that's timeless. Like you're not timeless. You're like, you know, you're 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 melting. You're a bag away, of bones. You're, you're meat and bones. Yes, but you but the music can remain timeless. The, the you know, that doesn't have to be no no one here no one has to hear a corn song and say, when did this come out? 2001? Even though like you might have an awareness of that. It doesn't have to be that way, right? If you you could hear that and say, Oh, did this just come out? I love it. Okay, uh, let's move on. Hey Who Weekly. So I want to talk about Anna Sophia Rob's wedding, uh, which is focused or featured in Vogue. Um and I don't even want to talk about, like, the wedding itself and, like, how beautiful it was because it truly was. But let's talk about how she met her husband. So she married a guy named Trevor Paul, who's an entertainment lawyer. And they literally had a meet-cute of all meet-cutes in Brooklyn. I'm literally, like, manifesting this for myself. Let's talk about it. So the two sat separately at a communal table at some place in Brooklyn. They were both reading. She was reading Nietzsche, of course, because she's perfect and smart. And he was reading Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Literally so sweet. How much sweeter could you get? They started chatting and then, like, didn't exchange numbers, left. And the next night, they see each other and meet at the Bedford Avenue L train at that stop, which I also have met someone at the uh, Bedford Avenue L train. So, I don't know. If you're looking for romance, maybe that's a place to hang out. Anyways, let's talk about their love story. Let's talk about who this guy is. Um, Anna Sophia Robb, I've loved her since the Carrie Diaries, um, kind of always been here for like whatever she's up to, but yeah. So who is Anna Sophia Robb and who is her cutie new husband, Trevor Paul? Um, yeah, promising, promising young woman, woman, um, crunch, crunch. Bye. This whole thing is Trevor Paul. Is that a real person's name that you just meet in Williamsburg at a coffee shop? Like that's crazy to me. First of all. It's a real person that you meet at a coffee shop. 
And also, striking up a conversation who's reading Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, I would say that's a red flag. I wouldn't necessarily do that, but I'm, like, happy for her, you know? In 2016, he was reading Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's that's Stone. That's weird. At a no? coffee shop in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. <laughs> that's weird. Come on. That's by yourself at Partners Coffee in Williamsburg reading Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Well, what's sick of me is I noticed it says in this um, Meet Cute story that's on Vogue, it says... At what is now called Partners Coffee in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Because back in the day, in 2016, what it was, was a it? Toby's estate. It was a Toby's estate. You would know that. Yeah. I think I know that Toby's estate. That's a good... That's a... Uh, the problem with that coffee shop is that there. it's like... It's one of those like open spaces yeah, with a lot yeah, of like yeah. work tables. But it just like yeah. gets way too crowded, way too clean. Well, it's so that's loud in there. For you. Somebody we know used to work there. I'm not going to say who they are. But somebody we know used to work there, I think. Oh, oh. So they were reading... They had him eat cute. It's exactly like Riz Ahmed. I asked if it was his first time reading Harry Potter, and he replied that he was taking a study break from his much less exciting law school case books. Okay, that could have been actually a little bit of a neg, which I love. That she was kind of like, have you read, you haven't read Harry Potter before? You know what I mean? She was kind of like teasing, which I like. It would have been funnier if he had been reading Bridge to Terabithia, which is her, the series of adaptations that she was in as a child. Oh, wait, that would have been funny. <laughs> So then she found out, which is like classic, she found out he was in law school. So it's like, oh, uh, 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 <laughs> oh, I'm me when I find out you're in law school. Oh, uh, 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 law books, <laughs> eh? And then like n never speak to me again. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So who is Anna Sophia Rubb? She's your fave. Well, anyone who liked the Carrie Diaries is obsessed with her, which is really interesting because, again, a niche show that got canceled because no one watched it. And yet, a lot of people be loving the Carrie Diaries. Our friend Spencer saw Anna Sophia Robb crossing the street and took a photo, I would say, from blocks away. It's very blurry, but I believe her that that was Anna Sophia Robb. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the idea that you would be like, I saw Anna Sophia Robb on the streets of New York is there's a, there's a fandom there. Two seasons. She was also in... um. She was also famously, uh, she was in some other stuff. She played like, quote unquote, ugly in something recently. Maybe it was the, oh, it was the Gypsy, the Gypsy Rose. Um, it was that show. She, she was the neighbor. She was Lacey in the act. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't she, wasn't Chloe Sevigny the mom? Her mom? Yes. She's been in a lot of movies as well. She was the soul surfer in Soul Surfer. Remember the movie about the girly whose arm got bit off by of the shark? Of course I do. She of was the girly whose arm got bit off by the shark. Uh-huh. She played uh -huh. Bethany Hamilton. Yeah, this is actually one of the rare, nice celebrity Vogue wedding write-ups. Like, usually you're kind of groaning, groaning, groaning. This one actually is sweet. The photos are sweet. The write-up is sweet. There's nothing kind of, like, too celebrity about it, you know? It's a little celebrity, but it's not that kind of crazy. Is that You know what I mean? And it says a lot about Anna Sophia Robb's fame level because... She looks famous in that she's, like, beautiful, blonde, probably dresses very well, has perfect Hollywood teeth, right? But, yes. like, it says a lot about her who-them level, knowing that she's comfortable enough to go sit in Toby's Estate Coffee in the middle of Williamsburg, Brooklyn, and read right. without being bothered. Like, people aren't out here recognizing her right. unless like, Are you you're, like, Sophia Spencer Robb? or Lindsay. <laughs> Sorry. I would never do that if she was just, like, reading in a coffee shop. I mean, I would, I would love it. I would text somebody, but I would never say anything. It's half debasing and it's half nice. I do wonder how people like Anna Sophia Robb feel about this story that you or Timmy put in here. From August 2022, Anna Sophia Robb says Damn, former her, Carrie Diaries co-star Austin hot. Butler was perfect in Elvis. He's, he's a dedicated like Sean, actor. He's giving like Shawn Mendes, kind of. No? He I mean... like Shawn Mendes. Okay, fine. He's giving a he's giving a variant of Shawn Mendes. Okay, <laughs> Let's say okay, that. Fine. Let's okay, say that. Fine. Okay. But Anna Sophia Robb was interviewed about... 
Austin Butler being quote perfect and Elvis because they were co-stars in the in the Carrie Diaries. Right, he was he was proto big, right? Yes. I'm so proud of him. I'm just so thrilled for him. The act actress 28 told you can't say the act actress. No, you don't get to say no, that. The not act the actress act 28 actress. told us weekly exclusively on Thursday, August 11th that the second annual Fleuriste St. Germain pop-up in collaboration with Jamil Muhammad and Zoe Bradley, quote, "He's such a dedicated, focused actor and a kind person, so he deserves all the accolades." So it's just like She's out here praising Austin Butler while she's trying to do her own thing. And she's getting headlines not for anything she's doing really, but because she's bringing up someone who is more relevant than she is. So I'm sort of like, how does that feel psychologically on a person when you are asked about the person from your old show who is more successful than you are? I don't know. It always sort of like fucks with me. I feel bad for... There's a common structure for a celebrity story where you're asked about a coworker who's more famous, (laughs) but like... It makes me yeah. feel weird always. Well, also, I'm looking at these photos and I'm not seeing anyone famous. So it's also like night, like her wedding wasn't just full of famous people. It was like a normal wedding. Yeah, everyone behind her looks very normal. You know what I mean? Like I'm seeing, it's like my cousins, like my friends. <laughs> it's like no one is like, no one is necessarily famous. I'm not even, I mean, maybe I'm missing somebody from one of her many, you know, acting things, but I just don't see any famous people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And he works at the Business and Legal Affairs Department at Topic Studios. Oh, Topic. Good company. I love it. She let she let her bridesmaids wear black. That's so nice. That's so That's nice. nice. I'm jealous. Okay, let's okay. move on. <laughs> Bobby Lindsay, the Megan trailer has dropped, and Megan is a who. She's getting mean. She's a who. All right, bye. We need to talk about Megan. Crunch, crunch. M3 Gin is an immediate hit <laughs> with the internet. It's like, has a movie ever hit so hard so fast? People are obsessed with this fucking scary robot doll that's definitely played by like bottom half girly, top half CGI, right? Is that what's yes. going on here? Okay. I think the really face iconic. is CGI because it's an actual actor. So it, it's three things it's CGI face, it's actual like body is a human person named. Let me get this right. It's like very much giving Haunted House, which I like. It feels very old school, like somebody kind of like wearing a plastic head, but then like moving around scary, you know? Yes. A young girl named Amy Donald is Megan the doll. And then CGI is responsible for the face. And then Jenna Davis, who was like a viral musically YouTuber, TikToker, is the voice. It's three different things that came together to form M3 again. Wait, it's three different things? I thought it was one person. That's what M3 again means because it took three things to create Megan. No, that's not what M3 again means. <laughs> no, it's one person doing the body. It's funny that Megan is M3 again, but it's not M- M3 at Gatgen. G- you know, it's like not, it's like M3G at sign N should be like if we're really going to make it Sim-, Sim 1, you know, but it's just M3 again. See, I can't tell if it's if it's like Sim 1 because it's like Sim 1 did all the letters and the numbers in the name because it was like, it's computers. We're not familiar with this as a culture because this came out in like 2001. M3, again, we're familiar with AI. We're more familiar with it culturally. So I find it like weird that the three is in the title stylistically. It but doesn't I make any feel sense. Like that, but I feel like it will make sense after you see the movie. There must be some sort of yeah. reveal with the three. And this is by the writer who brought us Malignant. So there is like actually a lot of potential for this to be good. Do you know what I mean? It's not just like, LOL, this trailer is nuts. But it's got... Akilah Cooper and James Wan. There's got like a pedigree here. Like Allison Williams is like our new scream queen. She's now been in like four different 
like good horror movies, which is crazy to me. And because you could you ever guess? Would you ever have guessed that back in girls girls no. days? I wouldn't have. No. And then we have like a good you know good writers who have produced stuff in the past and like a genuinely like funny scary plot situation here it seems like it's gonna be fun this woman akila cooper who wrote this and like Lindsay said malignant and is writing the Love new malignant. nun movie the nun 2 yeah. you know like amazing it seems like you have a real talent here and that Bloomhouse james wan was like i gotta pounce on this woman and like use her because she's like very talented this movie is basically if you read clara and the sun it's like clara and the sun but like Sure. Demonic and horror. <laughs> I just love Pop Crave wrote um, Chucky and Megan appear to be beefing in a new series of tweets, which is incredible. Both like the dolls are the doll brands are going after each other. And then people in the, the people in the plies are like standing. They're like Megan cleared. Megan ate Chucky with this one look. <laughs> you mean that old rusty Chucky is having one sided beef. Queen Megan pay no attention. Like everyone is already like standing standing Megan. Even Megan the Stallion was like this movie's for me. She like, <laughs> loves horror movies. And she was like, oh, my God. It's crazy I just they didn't can't... wrap her in from the start, but that's fine. Like, now they will. Well, it's it's smart that they didn't. Like, I think the, right, the success of this is that they're so good at, like, generating, like, organic interest, which is, like, clearly a skill that the people involved in this movie have. Because I can't remember the last time a titular character from a movie or any character from a movie became instantly viral and instantly iconic just from a trailer from from IP that didn't exist previously. Like, all right. of this is original. We didn't know who M3gan was. Like, it's one thing for Chucky to come back and Chucky becomes viral again, which is true and has happened. But Chucky was a pre-existing property. M3gan is brand new. Mm-hmm. And she's a who. She's instantly a who. She's instantly a who. And she's even being voiced by a girl a who? who has been viral in the past with a meme. Yes. Which I'd completely forgot about, but it's the Petty Nickel Dime Girl. Penny nickel dime, penny penny nickel dime, nickel penny nickel dime, penny penny nickel quarter. Penny nickel dime, nickel penny nickel penny nickel quarter, nickel penny nickel penny nickel quarter. My favorite variant of this was someone said, "How much money did Amsterdam make at the box office this weekend?" Penny nickel dime, penny penny nickel dime, nickel penny nickel dime, penny penny nickel quarter. So she like hates this meme. She like made a whole YouTube video about it, like how I became a meme. It has a million views. People know who this girly is, which I think is funny. It's not even just like, oh, she's this random girl from a meme from forever ago. It's like, this is a lasting, this is a thing. People know. Yeah, but she's also, she also was popular on the internet because of her singing, because she did a cover of Cheap Thrills by Sia when she was a kid. I think she's 18 now. She's a child like, star. Yes. She's a child what, star. what child stars. Yeah. So so M3gan actually is like on another level of genius. M3gan. No, get that out of my ears. Oh. That's everyone saying that they're not going to go see Amsterdam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they don't need dollar bills. Um, I just love the idea that this like robot dolly is made up of like a viral girly like child star. One. There is like a there is an energy from her that I think works well in a horror movie as a scary doll is what I'm saying. Yes. From hearing that version of uh, Cheap Thrills. Yes. Will we be seeing this at Regal Essex? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Will you see us there? Yes. Will we I'll be very be obnoxious in the theater? Yes. I'm going to scream. <laughs> but it is I'm our right. I'm screaming. I'm going to be scared. When Jamie Lee Curtis takes her final bow off Halloween, like, re final return or whatever, um, Allison Williams will be stepping up in her place. I'm serious. Like, I think that she's, like, she likes doing these movies. They're fun. She's good in them. 
and she's good. She really that is. good movie, the cello movie, uh, the rehearsal, the practice, the what's that it movie had no business being good, and the yet perfection. It was, it was so scary and so good. It's a good movie, and she's good in it. And I think that this is the perfect place for her. I just like that it's fun that we've watched Allison Williams over the years sort of like settle into her place, and she seems comfortable there now. I just also think like people would have never let her be kind of a leading woman. There was like kind of too much weird energy there. Like when she did Peter Pan, you could tell that like people like didn't want that for her. But Mm -hmm. now it's almost like even though horror movies are making more money than basically any other movies aside from Marvel movies, there's still an underdog vibe to them that I think works perfectly for her. It almost feels like you're in an indie movie, but it makes more than any indie movie ever would. Yeah. And in this kind of like genre movie, nepotism arguments sort of like fall in deaf ears like it's sort of like who cares if allison williams is the main star of the movie megan m Thregan? well so see bacon the star of smile like no one cares you're right being in these movies you're like laughing at yourself in a way exactly and I think that wow, that's we it. as an audience appreciate that we see her saying i'm i'm just like you i know that this is funny i know this is funny and fun but still you're a star and still you're making a ton of money and still you're like doing your career it's it's a yeah. it's a very smart place to be if you're an allison williams type i have to say yeah i'm like happy for her you know, you know Lee michelle i think i'm due do for one. a girl's re- huh <laughs> Lee michelle should do a horror movie <laughs> Do you think that Brendan Gleeson knew who Willow was prior to hosting SNL last weekend? Just curious. Okay, crunch, crunch. Did Brendan Gleeson know who Willow was before hosting SNL last weekend? No. One, two, three. No. 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 Okay, moving on. No. (laughs) Moving on. Last call, last call. Hi, Weekly BLT. I just walked into my kitchen and looked at my oven and it was, the time was 3.50, but I thought the oven was on because normally when you turn the oven on, it goes straight to 3.50. And that got me thinking, what are the who's and them's of oven temperatures? So obviously you have 3.50s with them use. That's the one that comes on when you turn it on. I'd say 4.25 and 4.50 for like frozen pizzas, but like 3.75, definitely a who. 400 to who anything under 350 is like a nah so anyway um there's the hillary swank crunch crunch this is good sometimes we get these and i'm like okay (laughs) sometimes we get them and i'm like no or like have we done this but sometimes i get them and i'm like wow okay this is a conversation the caller said 350 375 425 and 450 are the only is not a them I almost want to say the only thems are 350 and 375. Maybe even just 350, honestly. I think 350 is the them and everyone else is a who. Oh, no, I think uh, 350 is a them and then the ones that you named are who's and then everyone else is a naw. Like if you're telling yes. me like to put my oven to like 175 or like 500, to I'm warm like, get the or fuck out of here. I'm like, this doesn't even exist on my oven. You know, I'm using a air fryer or whatever. If I'm reheating like leftovers, if I'm reheating something, I'm just like 350 is going to work, I think. Okay, we solved it. The caller was basically bang on. And uh, we're saying the only Vemi oven temperature, at least in places that use Fahrenheit, is 350. 350. Which translates to 180 in Celsius. Okay, I guess. (laughs) That's nice of you to say that, to like offer that up to our Celsius Celsius. Celsius lovers. Okay, thank you for listening to another episode of Who Weekly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sorry. 
Go not ahead. the metric system. Okay, metric system. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who's There, our weekly call-in show. Keep calling in at 619 Who Them to leave questions, comments, and concerns. Support us on Patreon.com slash Weekly for bonus episodes, the Discord server, commentaries, uh, newsletters sometimes, and more. You can also get our audio, our VIP audio on Sundays through the Apple Podcasts app. Just subscribe to your phone. It's easy. It's easy. It's great. Thank you to Katie and Eric of the Who's for providing our read a theme song on Tuesdays. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant, for researching and editorializing. And we'll see you on Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Hi, Who Weekly. I'm calling from Chevy Chase, Maryland, to thank you for your segment because I learned a lot and now I'll know what to tell people. But I also want to let you know that my book club in Chevy Chase, Maryland, has picked Bobby's book as our next read. So we will be reading The Old Place in Chevy Chase, Maryland, and toasting to Who Weekly very soon. Crunch, crunch. I just called my psychiatrist. And it was a voicemail. I did not know how to end that voicemail without saying crunch, crunch. I, I, it took me a full minute to form any thought besides crunch, crunch. Um, I mean, she already knows I'm a little crazy, so it would have been okay. But anyway, crunch, crunch, bye. <laughs> Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, and Timmy. You guys talking about, um, Mel B and like the scenario that maybe you use like point zero 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 three of a Bitcoin and then like you know like however many years later that ends up being like thirteen thousand dollars reminded me of a situation when I was in college my friend and I were buying fake IDs on the Reddit fake ID thread and we had to pay for it in Bitcoin I had no idea what it was I was like okay whatever the guy told me how much to buy and to transfer to him. And in between the time of when I bought it to when I transferred this money to him, which was like honestly probably an hour, the exchange rate or whatever had changed a little bit. So I was left over with like the equivalent of like 10 cents in U.S. dollars in this like Bitcoin wallet. And I was like, well, whatever. I'm not, like, I don't give a shit. I'm never going to think about that again. And so I'm 25 now, and I'm probably 19 when this happened. Um, and last year, or maybe the year before, I, like, oh, you know what? It was when Dogecoin was happening. I, like, looked at my, like, Bitcoin, or, like, redownloaded the Bitcoin wallet, and I had, like, it was, like, 10 cents, and honestly, it was less than 10 cents. It was probably 2 cents. It had turned into $40. No, no, that wasn't even it. It had turned into, like, $200 or something? I don't know. It was absurd. Um, and I'm pretty sure I used that money to buy Dogecoin. Um, that's a bit. And I could have just had the $200. But anyways, that's what it made me think of. Um, and I'm just going in my car on my way to work. So thanks for the giggles. Ah, okay. Um, crunch. Crunch. Hey, who weekly? Um, I'm getting married tomorrow. I'm getting gay married tomorrow, and I'm just like, you know, busy and doing my whole thing. And then how is that? Like, you know how people come in and they're like, hey, BLT. Why don't they say, hey, LGBT?
Lindsay, Gay, Bobby, and Timmy. Okay, come here. 